Hello everyone, it's Faith. You are about to listen to a supercut of Apollyon's prequel miniseries, Patient Zero, all 10 episodes with minimal interruptions. If you would like to hear this supercut without any interruptions at all, you can do so by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash observerpix, that's P-I-X, or subscribing to Apollo Plus through the Apollo Podcast app or by going to apollopods.com slash plus. Not only will you find Patient Zero there, you'll find ad-free content from a slew of amazing indie creators. Please note that Patient Zero is in both English and Spanish. If you need transcriptions with translations, please visit apollion.observerpictures.com. All of this info is also in the show notes because I know I just threw a lot at you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Observer Pictures presents Patient Zero. This is Dr. Lucas Soto. Um, it's April 3rd on, uh, old... No, 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 no! <sighs> You'd think I've never done this before. I should be used to the winds by now, but thankfully the field computers can take a beating. Let's try this again. <clears throat> this is Dr. Lucas Soto. It is April 3rd, 2124 at um, 2100 local time. Wow, it's getting late. Uh, this marks day one of Expedition 5 in the Monteverde Cloud Forest. This is my third time in the lower montane rainforest on the Pacific Slope. As always, it is beautiful out here. I will never tire of this place. Everyone should be required to go out in the field at least once. A majority of my colleagues do not understand my desire for field work, but I stand by my belief that it is still necessary for the science and for the soul. Thankfully, there are enough people with deep pockets who also agree with me. But if you are not out here with the flora and fauna, how are you getting a full picture of the ecosystem? Of course, there are questions that can be and should be answered in the lab, but these questions need to be answered in the field. The only way to properly test forest restoration methods is by getting your hands dirty, literally. 
El que no arriesga no gana. This study will focus on the migration of endemic flora to higher elevations, following the introduction of soil reconstructed from natural and lab-created organic materials. The data gathered over the next three weeks will help lay the groundwork for phase three of the restoration project. My team currently consists of local guide Rodolfo Jimenez and medic Angelina Guzman. Phytologist Dr. Reina Mitchell should be arriving within the next 12 hours along with ground bots Marvin and Betty. I haven't worked with her before, Dr. Mitchell that is, but I've read her work. We should complement each other well. Tomorrow, we'll begin our study in the part of the Alpha 2 sector that was pinged by the UNAP drone. In the meantime, I'm going to finish setting up and get some rest. Uh, that information, like most of this entry, was probably unnecessary for a professional record. Every year I try to do better, but it is inevitable that I will veer off topic. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. It is April 10th at 1830. Today ends the first week of study at the Alpha Sector 2 site. Our findings have been fruitful, as we've already been able to expand on the data collected by the drones. Again, proof that humans out in the field are necessary for ecological research. We are, unlike the bots, able to study the ecosystems as a whole instead of simply analyzing individual bits of data. Restoration of Alpha 2 began nearly a decade ago. In that time, we've seen significant improvement in the soil as well as steady growth of the stronger endemic flora. According to my findings, the climate has significantly improved since phase one began. But temperatures are still high and moisture levels are still below numbers we're hoping to reach. Our lab-created specimens were designed for the current climate and they are thriving. Yet the endemic species aren't adapting as quickly to the changing climate, so they have continued to migrate to higher elevations. This is causing a shift in the ecosystem. According to modeling, this shouldn't have a negative effect, but we won't truly know for at least another decade. No matter how much we care for the soil or ensure the moisture levels or bring plants and animals back to the area, I don't believe that we will ever be able to stop the migration. And I don't believe it's something we should try to stop. Ecosystems are not static. They're dynamic entities that change in time and space. They're like pieces of art. They deteriorate over time. And even when we attempt to restore them to what they once were, they will never truly be exactly as they were in the past. I don't mean for this to sound depressing. I think it is actually a good thing. We should no longer focus on pure restoration, but instead focus on new growth and saving endangered and threatened species. Thankfully, since the 2099 Conservation Pact, we've seen cloud forests around the world increase in size. I know that we will probably never return to the abundance of the mid-20th century, but I have hope. I have hope that this work of art will have new meaning to this generation and generations to come. Uh, some say I have too much hope. Quien tiene esperanza lo tiene todo. Ay, Angeline, me asustaste. Lo siento, pero la cena ya está lista. 
Ok, solo, solo un minuto. Necesito terminar este registro. Está bien. Mantendré la comida caliente hasta que vengas. Ok. Um, where, where was I? Soil, yes. There was some interesting data in the soil samples I analyzed earlier in the week. I plan to analyze more samples tomorrow just to be sure my numbers are accurate. But for now, it seems dinner awaits, and I'd hate to seem rude. I'll continue with this report later. I wanted to be sure before committing this to record. I double-checked, Reina, um, Dr. Mitchell checked, and we even had that stupid drone bot check. Uh, no, not really, I'm not to do that. Um, <clears throat> Today, on April 11th, 2124, Benny the BioTracker ground bot backed up our findings. There are no traces of chytrid fungus in the Alpha 2 sector. We have even spotted signs of possible amphibian activity. <laughs> This was not part of my study. Reintroducing lab-raised amphibians wasn't even scheduled until phase 4. But these aren't lab-raised. <laughs> there is not a chance I'm passing this on to another scientist. I have to be part of the research. <laughs> We're going out first thing in the morning to specifically look for amphibian life. Well, I'm going to look for amphibian life. Of course, Reyna wants to keep studying the plants and soil. If I find it... If I find it, that will be the first sign of amphibians in this area in over a century. The return of amphibian life could mean... Espérate. Espera, espera. Te estás adelantando. A paso se llega lejos. Not everyone studies fungi like I do. How about a short history lesson? Always fun. <laughs> okay, chytridiomycosis is caused by two species of fungi. Their full names are complicated Latin words, so most scientists, because we love acronyms, refer to them as BD and B-Sal. Chytridiomycosis is believed to be responsible for the extinction of more than 200 species. In the early 2000s, Vicron S was used to eliminate BD in many simple ecosystems. But Monteverde is far from simple, my friends. And Mother Nature won every time. There's been a loss of amphibian activity in 90% of the lower montane region due to BD. I'd have to check my numbers for the other regions, but I doubt they're much better. It has to be their reconstructed soil. It, it has to be. I mean, we knew that it had helped the lab created Flora Flourish. <laughs> flora Flourish. <laughs> but I don't believe anyone thought it would actually lead to the elimination of BD. I'm no mycologist, but I do know that if my theory is correct, it is utterly groundbreaking. <laughs> what if we find amphibian life? What if it's a brand new species? Even better, what if it's not? There's no chance I won't get funding for further research. That pendejo Donovan can kiss my... I hope I'm not interrupting. Good evening, Reina. Are you eavesdropping? Of course not. But I do hope pendejo makes it into the official report. If it'll get me funding, I'll leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> Is dinner ready? Nearly. I just wanted to 
chat beforehand? Compare notes if you're not too busy? <laughs> of course. It's 0600 local time. Um, last night, Dr. Mitchell and I went over the findings from the search ground bot Marvin. And they were very promising. Marvin took photos of what appears to be a small frog or toad in Alpha Sector 3. Even with the low light lenses, they are grainy due to, uh, uh so lo We can take 8K video from space, but these ground search bots are running on 21st century tech. Anyway, uh, protocol is to send the bot back out to confirm any sightings, but I don't trust bots to do my work for me, so I'd like to go out and investigate myself. I informed Dr. Mitchell that she did not have to join this expedition, but she insisted. With the reconstructed soil in Sector 2 possibly being the cause of eradicating PD, she wants to get samples in Sector 3 for comparison. We'd already adjusted our plans to look for amphibian life in this sector today, so we have the gear ready. It did take some convincing to get Rodolfo on board since we're going out of our expedition range, but I reminded him that he knows this area better than any of us, and that I trust him more than any drone or ground bot. I find that compliments go far with him. Plus, the area of Sector 3 we're headed to is only about half a kilometer outside our range. I doubt there will be any issues. Angeline will also be joining just in case, but we'll be fine. Buenos dias, Dr. Soto. Buenos dias. Dr. Mitchell wanted you to know that the ground bot is ready. We'll be heading out in an hour. Alright, thank you. Además, sus elogios no afectaron mi decisión de ir al Sector 3. You're not as sneaky as you think. Okay, note it. No, no prestes atención. Please, continue with your recording. Uh, I mean, unless you need me to go? Oh, no, no, of course not. Um. I don't want to speculate too much, but if we do find concrete evidence of naturally occurring amphibian life, the restoration efforts of the lower montane region will set a precedent for cloud forest restoration, if not all eco-restoration around the world. This seems like the perfect time to mention that this is, in fact, the only forest restoration program with humans on the ground on a regular basis. That is undeniable proof that field studies are still necessary. Uh, okay, undeniable may be a little strong. There are always people, especially money managers, who will poke holes in any theory. But to explicitly say that field work is outdated is just, quite frankly, BS. <laughs> sí, es mierda. Es hablar paja. <laughs> A cold lab can never replace being with, you know, nature. Stop. <laughs> I'm happy to have you on this expedition, Rodolfo. El gusto es mío, Dr. Soto. Today I will get proof that field work leads to discoveries that lab work alone could never do. Este día va a ser genial. Honorary 
remote island in frigid Lake Superior. A fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm delighted every day it rains. April is the rainy season for this area, but there was a time when the days of rain were dangerously few and far between. The amount of precipitation has increased significantly over the course of the restoration. The moisture levels of the soil in this area are higher than they've been in the past five years as well. I love feeling the soft squish of the earth beneath my boots. The humidity is heavy and comforting. The pitter-patter of droplets hidden leaves is like music. Qué bello. ¿Eres siempre tan poético? <laughs> uh, no, normalmente no. Liar. El bosque es su inspiración. <laughs> <clears throat> We... Dr. Mitchell, Rodolfo, Angeline, and I are approaching Sector 3 where Marvin caught the amphibian visual. Possible amphibian. A mí me pareció ver una rana. Gracias. ¿Ves, Rodolfo entiende? What else could it be, right? Claro. Marvin nor Betty could identify it positively, but of course your gut has to be correct. Got these things are not to be ignored. Well, is everyone against me today? <laughs> of course not, Dr. Mitchell. I don't trust bots. Necesitas una mente humana para comprender verdaderamente a la naturaleza. Además, he vivido aquí toda mi vida. Exactamente. Bots cannot analyze nuances. Well, without the bots, you wouldn't even know to come out here. <laughs> <clears throat> the increased rainfall and humidity levels are once again making this area an ideal environment for amphibians. While BD is a leading factor in their disappearance, the change in Monteverde's climate cannot be ignored. I would like for Betty to do as thorough an analysis as possible without disturbing the creature or its habitat too much. You're going to let Betty do it? But bots cannot analyze nuances. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I should just stop recording until we get there. Oh, and deny us your poetry. How dare... We have arrived at the coordinates. This area is as much a clearing as you can get in the lower montane region. There's still a significant canopy of trees, but the flora near the ground is less dense. No flowering plants, which is normal. There's a small pond, I'd say roughly five meters across. It appears to be rather shallow, but I, I'd have to... Recorcholis. What is it? Es un nido. Well, it must be good. You're whispering in Spanish. A nest. There. Well, those are just bubbles. It could be a small current or... Oh, it's definitely or... a nest. Many species of frogs and toads build nests from foam to better protect their eggs. I have to get closer. You can scan from here. 
We don't know how deep the water is or what's in it. Marvin would have pinged anything nearby. I'll be fine. Doctor Soto, ten cuidado. Sí, claro. Pero si no sabes que hay en el agua. The entire point of field work is to discover what's in the water. You're not, how do you say, uh, irrompible. Claro. The pond is shallow along the edges, not even a meter deep. My movements haven't disturbed the nest, but I won't risk getting closer. Dios mío. What now? Are you alright? There's a frog. No, a toad here. You found it? Oh my god. Definitely mature. I'm unfamiliar with this species, but its bright color suggests male. Tread lightly. I am. The coloring is very unusual. It's a deep orange with no distinct pattern. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Marvin's pictures did no justice. <laughs> Marvin's pictures wouldn't do mud justice. You really hate the ground butts, don't you? The coloring is... Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but... It is nearly identical to the golden toad. <laughs> Reina, this could be a golden toad. I keep forgetting you're just a botanist. Excuse me? Okay, golden toads were declared extinct in 1989. We might be looking at a Lazarus creature here. Holy shit. Tell me Betty's ready to scan. Yes, um, Rodolfo uh, has her powered up. Okay, I'll grab her. Rodolfo, necesito a Betty. Okay. <laughs> Ow, what the? Lucas! Jesus, Lucas, what happened? I think a snake bit me. Holy shit, will you forget about the recorder? No, I want to make sure we document. What happened? Snake, Snake bite. bite. Mm. Rodolfo, llama al transporte. Claro, estoy en eso. Mm. Creo, que, creo que la pisé. Of course you were beaten by a snake. Te dije que tuvieras cuidado y me hiciste caso. No, mira entonces lo que ha pasado. Sí, tuve cuidado. Base, como este es el pequeño. campamento A2. Necesitamos evacuación de emergencia nivel 3 en mis coordenadas para un pasajero. Mm. Dos, yo voy con él. Corrección. Evacuación para dos pasajeros. ¿La viste? Uh, solo por un momento. Sé que no era una terciopelo. Uh, el color estaba mal. ¿Era amarilla o era verde? Uh, era amarillenta, verde. Más, más verde que amarilla, creo. No estás seguro. Tú eres el especialista. Soy un ecologista y también estoy revolcando en el suelo el con dolor. El está cinco minutos. Uh. Bien, eso significa que podrá estar en el hospital en menos de media hora. Menos, mm. si nos envían el dron bueno. Entonces, esperemos que sea el dron bueno. Doctor Mitchell, necesito Wait, que tomes... I'm sorry. I very much want to help, but I have no idea what's going on because everyone's speaking too fast. English is my first language, remember? I'm sorry. Doctor Mitchell, there's a marker in the side pocket of my bag. I need you to mark the area and time of the bite. Okay. Then I will grab it. Now that I've got the area clean, we need to take off his shoes, socks and watch. Rodolfo, will you help? Sí. Did you see the snake? No, unfortunately no. Dr. Soto, describe the pain to me. There's a slight throbbing through my entire leg, uh, all the way to my hip. Uh, it's more severe at the puncture wound. Uh, I'm feeling lightheaded, 
My breathing's a little labor, but I think that's the adrenaline. From the look of the bite and your symptoms, I don't believe this is an eyelash viper bite. Thankfully, you would probably have passed out by now. But the snake you're describing, it can't be that. It's very rare. A blotched palm pit viper. I've never even heard of that. They are usually found at higher elevations than here. Most people have never seen them. Well, it could very well be in this area now. I have no idea if this polyvalent antivenom will work, but it's all I have. <coughs> we haven't had a reported bite from that type of snake in 40 years. Rodolfo, necesito saber la especie de la serpiente. ¿Puedes encontrarla? Puedo probar. Hold on, we can't disturb this area too much. We have to keep the toads in mind. Lucas! What? Those toads could be Lazarus creatures. We cannot risk them. You know that. Uh, lo siento, you are willing to risk your life por unos sapos? Oh, absolutely, yes. I'm just one of billions of humans. Well, you are my one patient. I will not risk your life. Rodolfo encuentra mesa serpiente. It is April 17 at uh, 7.32 local time. I'm back on site. My wound is better and I have virtually no pain. I like to say that's because I'm a super healer, but um, I'm sure it's due to the very good painkillers I was given. <laughs> I like to put on record that Angeline Guzman saved my life. The polyvalent and the venom she gave me bought me time to reach the hospital. Her insistence on finding the snake that bit me also saved my leg. I can't forget about Rodolfo Jimenez. Even though he was unable to capture the snake, he did manage to get a picture. It was a blotch pompid viper after all. A snake I had never heard of, if you can believe it. That photo allowed the hospital to give the correct information to the Instituto Clodomiro Picado, an incredible place that's been developing anti-venom for over a century. The blotch palm pit viper is extremely rare, and that was even before the destruction of the cloud forest. There hasn't been a recorded sighting in nearly 10 years, but the ICP still had a specimen. Again, human scientists doing amazing work. <coughs> uh, what are the odds that I would be bitten by a rare snake moments after finding a possible Lazarus creature? Rare amphibians lead to rare reptiles, I guess. I'll have to further investigate. Um, speaking of investigations, uh, I spent my time in the hospital researching the dozens of frogs and toads that are and have been native to the Monteverde cloud forest. I have concluded that the golden toad is the closest to what I saw. Dr. Mitchell had Marvin and Betty surveyed the amphibian habitat. I will be looking at those results this evening before sending them to the UNEP lab in Panama City. Since Marvin and Betty are UNEP property, I unfortunately am not allowed to download the data for further research. I will be requesting access. 
Even though everyone would like me to stay at camp today, I will be returning to the original Alpha 2 site to continue studying the endemic flora migrations. Missing five days of work due to a snake bite doesn't seem to matter to anyone writing the checks. No matter how exciting these new discoveries are, I must use the time I have left to do what I originally came here to do. It's April 24 at uh, 23.14 local time. We leave camp in less than eight hours. I know I should be asleep, but never good at that on the last day of an expedition. The UNEB lab in Panama City sent word today, granting me full access to the results uh, from the data I sent earlier in the week on the amphibian habitat. Uh, they haven't approved me or my lab to receive the original data yet. Something about going through UNEP in DC. El papeleo es mi parte menos favorita del trabajo. I'll leave that to Monica to figure out. I haven't had a chance to look over the results uh, because I've been trying to stay on task with uh, the migration study. Bien por mí, ¿verdad? Preliminary results from this expedition show that more than 60% of the endemic flora from lower elevations have begun successful migration to this area with no apparent hybridization, confirming the modeling timeline. The current cohabitation of the naturally occurring species with the lab-created ones is successful. I do believe assisted migration can continue. Again, because plants, especially trees, take longer to show changes as they migrate. These results cannot be truly confirmed for decades, which means I can look forward to coming out here time and time again. With the unexpected appearance of amphibians, I do believe we need to reevaluate phase four. These creatures are much more susceptible to pathogens and introducing lab-borne amphibians could, could be catastrophic. We cannot risk the extinction of more species. This area has suffered enough loss. <coughs> <coughs> Knock, knock. Are you all right? Uh, did I wake you? No, I can never sleep the final night of an expedition. <laughs> I'm the same way. I heard you coughing. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I've probably overworked myself. Nothing a little rest won't cure. Right. 
And when do you plan to have that little rest? <laughs> Maybe on the plane. <laughs> hmm. You should have Angeline check you out. <sighs> I'm fine, I promise. Well, you should go to bed. Get a little rest in now before the sun comes up. I will, if you will. Good night, Lucas. Good night, Reyna. <sighs> I, I couldn't sleep. I tried. I think uh, I may have gotten two hours. Doesn't matter. I had to look at the results from UNEP. Stay down for least thickness, but eh? It's an 88% match. The toads we saw are most likely golden toads. <laughs> so UNEP Labs wants to get more DNA to confirm, of course. But 88 is... Wow. I don't have the words. I do hope my request for access to all the current data is approved because I would like to conduct my own studies. My findings along with UNEP's findings would absolutely secure funding for further expeditions to this area with the specific goal of studying these toads, these golden toads. I really can't believe we found golden toads. Not just golden toads, but it's incredible. It's magnifico. It's absolutamente incredible. I became an ecologist to make this world better. To, <coughs> to save the places and uh, organisms that make it so beautiful. <laughs> the idea that I was here to see a species that's been gone for over a century. It's my dream come true. I have to go back. Even without funding, I'm coming back. I have to. I have to. Miss Guzman, have you heard these recordings before? No. Do you believe that they have been altered in any way? I do not understand what you mean. Do you believe this is actually Dr. Soto and not any sort of artificial intelligence? Well, why would someone pretend to be Lucas? So you believe these are his recordings? Of course. Do you agree that Dr. Soto's breathing seemed increasingly labored once he returned to the site? 
Yes, uh, he was having some trouble on hikes. Did he complain of pain in his arms or legs? No. Were you taking his vitals regularly? Yes, every morning. I took his temperature, pulse and listened to his lungs. You didn't draw blood? There was no need for that. Why won't you tell me why I'm here? Anything out of the ordinary when you took Dr. Soto's vitals? Hmm. Está bien. He had some chest congestion. I assumed he was coming down with a cold. And I told him to drink uh, plenty of water and rest. Have you ever seen a reaction like this to a snake bite? Trouble breathing? Como reacción a una mordedura, sí. Pero nunca después de un tratamiento eficaz. English, please. For the record. I've only seen those symptoms as a reaction to a bite, but not after the bite is properly treated. Was the snake ever recovered? No, we were unable to locate it. He contestado muchas de sus preguntas. ¿Podría, por favor, contestar la mía? Oh, es como hablar con una pared. I am no brick wall, Miss Guzman. I'm simply doing my job. Were you, Mr. Rodolfo Jimenez or Dr. Reina Mitchell, showing any signs of respiratory distress, fever or body aches? No. Are you aware that Rodolfo Jimenez died two weeks after this expedition? Yes. I, I was told it was pneumonia. The five others who worked at the clinic Dr. Soto was treated in also died. Was that pneumonia as well? I don't know. Dr. Mitchell's death occurred around two weeks after the expedition. It was reported as pneumonia as well. Dios mío. Doctor, Dr. Mitchell is gone too? I, I, I didn't know. You, Miss Guzman, are the only one who was in direct contact with Dr. Soto for an extended period of time who is still alive. ¿Qué significa eso? After much research, we believe that Dr. Soto was the first to contract the Apollyon virus. And you, it seems, are immune. That's why you brought me here. Yes. Do you have family? No, my parents died a long time ago. No brothers or sisters or children? No. We'll need a list of everyone you've been in contact with since the expedition with Dr. Soto. And you'll need to sign these consent forms. If you push that button, it will translate to Spanish. Espere, espere. No aceptaré nada hasta que usted me responda. Uh, you still haven't told me why you need me, Dr. Canna. Miss Guzman, we need you so we can save the world. This episode featured the voices of Manuel Ravelo as Lucas, Juliana Gutierrez Arango as Reina, Beus Luner as Angeline, Pamela Paul as Sabrine Cana, and me, Jay Cuevas, as Rodolfo and Narrator. Written, directed, and produced by Faith McQuinn. Sound design and mix by Joshua Sui. Casting assistance by Courtney Holly. Theme music by Wild Wonder, provided by Soundstripe Music. For more information, visit apollyon.observerpictures.com. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. <laughs>